0: Hello and and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I'm your host, Sean Needham, and I have the wonderful pleasure of having my twin brother on again today. And we are going to be discussing um, body fat and different ways to measure it and the importance of measuring body fat. But before that, let me get into a little housekeeping item. So, just to let you know, we are streaming live on Facebook on the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy Facebook, and I, I share it to my personal page too. You can always call in 509-537-0411 and you don't have to call in live you can call in that number afterwards if you have questions and i it personally goes to forwards to my phone and i will personally answer your questions so we've answered quite a few questions that way so don't be afraid to do that and we are on all the podcast forums too so make sure that you go to the podcast forums your favorite podcast forum and um subscribe and comment and let us know what you'd like to see also Make sure you go to Rumble. If you haven't heard of rumble.com, go to Rumble. It is an alternative to YouTube. We have been censored on YouTube a few different times. And so we're very careful about streaming live on YouTube. And go to Rumble, they don't censor us. So go to Rumble and subscribe to our Rumble account. That is ever growing for us. So uh, thank you um, for doing that. And thank you for listening and, and tuning in today. I really, really appreciate it. So, uh, Dr. Shane Needham,
1: welcome to our show again. Thank you. It's always an honor and a, and a pleasure to be here. And I'm excited for this topic about body fat percentages and how, what the ideal body fat percentage is and why should we measure it?
0: Perfect. So we were just talking before the show that uh, there's so many ways to measure body fat. And um, I thought we kind of hit, are going to hit on all five of them, but um, maybe not. I, I think it's five that I was going to discuss today. Um, but tell us a little bit about What do you mean when there's so many different ways to measure body fat? What are some of the ways that you were finding
1: out? Well, you know, there's so many and we'll get into it. Um, waist to height ratios, waist to hip ratios, um, underwater weighing all these things underwater weighing is the gold standard and I so I think what scientists do is looks like to me is they they use underwater weighing as a gold standard and that means they use that as the reference point for what is truly accurate we'll get into why underwater weighing is not always accurate either but they'll use that as a gold standard and then they'll take these other measurements with control groups and whatnot and they'll measure their their height to waist ratio, their hip to waist ratio, all these different things, and compare it to the underwater wane. Because as we, as you, as you probably know, fat floats, and so you can get a measure of approximately how much body fat you have by how how much you float in a tank. And so by letting your air out and so on and so forth. And let's just say most Americans nowadays probably float. They probably actually right. don't even need life jackets, and it's actually. I, I've I've been there by myself. I've been there myself when I'm when I'm actually preparing for a bodybuilding show, and I actually swim in a pool, um, off season and pre contest. It's a huge difference on how I float. Just Big a guy. few percentage, percentage of body fat. Absolutely. So as my body yeah. fat goes down, I continue to sink to the bottom, and so there there are there are actually I know some bodybuilders who are actually scuba divers, and they. You run in the five to six percent body fat range all year round and they actually when they scuba dive they actually actually have to use floaties because they have floaties slight floaties on their feet and on on their on their waist and then you can use these little like, balloon things to keep them afloat otherwise they just sink and so well aren't it,
0: you supposed to sink when you scuba oh not when you scuba dive I was thinking not totally yeah, when you sink. Scuba, yeah. No, yeah. oh they you totally went to, the to the bottom right That's and you want to make it right.
1: you wanted to, <laughs> to make it easy to swim so those are just right. my my own experiences of what I found when my body fat changes, and so and we'll talk about that and 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 other ways, but other ways. But there's there's at least ten different ways to measure body fat at least, and I'm sure there's more. Um, we'll get into the to why to measure it and which one's easiest and best for most people in as, as we go out through this show.
0: Okay, so let's just make this clear right up front. Um, no matter what method you use to measure body fat, all of them are an estimate except postmortem. The only true re, the only true way to measure body fat is postmortem and you weigh the fat like they do in an autopsy sometimes um, to see how much fat somebody had. That's the only true accurate way to do it. So let's just start with what you're already talking about and talk about the dunk tank method, the underwater weighing method. Let's talk about that.
1: So underwater weighing method is, is Basically, they put you in a dunk tank. You know, universities and some facilities have these for research and whatnot, and maybe some high-level sports centers or something. I don't even know if all major universities have them or not. They're not easy to get a hold of, and I'm sure there's some healthcare and medical care facilities that probably have them too, but basically, you go in this dunk tank, and again, they're relying on that fat is more buoyant than actually bone or lean body mass, such as bone, skin, um, bone, skin, and muscle. Okay. So the more you float in this tank, so to speak, the more body fat you have. And so you have to go in this tank and you have to let out all your air, right? Cause air also floats. So if you don't let out all your air, there's some error there. Okay. And so this does seem like, wow, that's that's probably the most accurate way. Okay. And it might it it might be, but here's what I know. Former Mr. Olympia, Ronnie Coleman, he went into a dunk tank and he measured at negative 2% body fat.
0: Yeah, it it tells you there's the the calculation is not perfect.
1: (laughs) Right. So and I think Sean brings up a good point, is these are all calculations. And whenever you make a calculation in science, you usually have some kind of a factor in there for anybody that's taken science or, math, or a lot of math, uh, especially in physics and chemistry. You're always going to have a factor in front of the equation, and it's called a K, and that's called a factor. It's called the K factor, and it's to, let's see, um, readjust the equation to make it work with your hypothesis. That's basically what it is. It's a K factor, and so I'm sure that they had that with with actually with with hydrostatic weighing as well when you weigh under underwater. So what it shows is that K is not not correct. Does it work? And is it good for probably ninety percent of the population? Yes, unless you're three hundred pounds and almost zero percent body fat, as a, as as for example a Mr. Olympia bodybuilder, which is the most extreme lean body mass right, in right. the world, and especially with his physique. So, but there's. All these calculations we'll be talking about are going to have errors, every single one of them. So let's go ahead
0: and talk about that error in the first place anyway. With these methods, we already talked about that they're estimates anyway. Okay, so if they're estimates anyway, um, isn't it important to just start with something and the number is relative? So like if Ronnie Coleman, who had a negative 2% body fat, if he was still trying to lose body fat, um, just make sure you know he goes from that reference point of negative 2 and hopefully you know a few weeks later it's negative 3 if he's trying to still lose body fat is that correct just kind of start with a with a um it's all re- the numbers are relative is that correct yes i
1: would say that in general that is a that is a good point and a good reference point is the numbers are relative however i'll tell you some of the ones that have extreme error factors from what i've seen and heard and even experienced myself one of them is those scales or a machine that you can get at the gym that you hold your hands on, or a scale that touches your feet. And they, it, basically what it does is it sends electrical impulses through your body, just minor electrical impulses, impul- pul- very few amper- amps, very few, very few volts, but it just sends these impulses through your body. And again, fat, uh, uh, electrical impulses travel differently in fat than they do lean body mass, okay? What I have found is those are extremely inaccurate. And so I've seen many, many bodybuilders post – I've seen bodybuilding friends of mine. I've seen myself watch myself in the mirror, get leaner and leaner and leaner. And the numbers on that thing don't change. Okay. So you can, and we're going to talk about how important it is to look at yourself and say, yes, I'm at a healthy weight or no, I'm not. Okay. And there, there are going to be some pictures that people aren't going to want to see. But as Sean has said many, many times on his podcast, we are not here to shame people. If you do not have ideal body fat, well, here's what we know in the past 18 months: If you do not have ideal body fat, you usually have metabolic disorders such as diabetes, heart disease. Sean, name some other ones. High blood well, pressure.
0: High blood pressure, CPAP. I mean, many, many. Or I mean, um, sleep apnea. Uh, yeah. Many, many other diseases that are related to um, obesity.
1: And luckily, we can talk about this because this will be on Rumble and not necessarily YouTube. But here's what we know. The majority of people that die from COVID, they were obese, or, or
0: elderly, or both. Or elderly,
1: yeah. Well, like 80, to 80 years old, and they're going to die anyway. Is that what you're saying, Sean? Well, pretty much. That doesn't
0: mean I don't. <laughs> love, that doesn't mean I don't love the elderly, but you know, let's remember the average age of a COVID um, death patient is seventy nine years old, which just happens to coincide with the same number that the average American dies at seventy nine years old. So
1: that's a different topic.
0: Yeah. It's a different yeah, topic. Totally different but, topic. Let's okay. not go, let's not get um distracted on that.
1: Right. Obesity is a is a cor- correlation to metabolic disorders big time. Big Correct. time. And heart Correct. disease and so on and so forth. Okay, so so the the one that you step on the scale, I just don't like those methods. I don't because th- that's one of them. I mean, that's one of the. I've I've written down seven. I think we're only going to be talking seven methods to measure body fat. I know there's at least ten that I that I that I've seen. We're only going to be talking about five today. And that one and one of them was going to be stepping on that scale. Elect- you know sending electrical impulses through your body. It's not accurate. I'll tell you why, because and I think this is why it's so inaccurate for bodybuilders is because depending on how hydrated you are, you know, obviously electrolytes matter big time. And if you're going to actually, in theory, I, I know I'll discuss this with somebody in theory, if you're standing in distilled water, 100% distilled, 100% distilled, you will not be, you will not have electrical impulses through your body. You have to have electrolytes to actually, right, that's
0: true. Water. Right. Exactly. Right.
1: So, but what are the chances of hundred percent distilled water? Zero.
0: You 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 can't do it. You cannot distill it 100%, right? You you
1: cannot. You will always have at least some measure of electrolytes in there. Even when they measure water, I won't get into it in a chemistry lab. But anyway, and so that is, I think, the actually least accurate method, even compared to looking at the mirror. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Even compared to calipers. And so, uh, but I want to say this, Sean, I want to say this is, why do we want to measure body fat? Because is there a body fat contest? No. Mm Mm-mm. Let's think about an extreme extreme sport or an extreme area where, you, where body fat is important. Let's think about bodybuilding, okay? Obviously, the biggest and the leanest is usually going to win. In men's and women's divisions, there's different divisions and stuff like that um, as far as bikini and figure and classic bodybuilding and physique right. and all those different things. But in general, bigger and leaner is what's going to win the contest, right? Well, the judges don't ask what your body fat is there's no contest for body fat. There's no contest in life for, you know, so when you hear somebody say, well, I have 6.7% body fat and the other person says, well, I have 9.1, it doesn't mean one's more healthy than the other necessarily. Okay, so let's remember that, that this is not a a contest of how low your body fat can be or what the ideal range is. It is to to get you to a healthy state as possible for you. Now, what I'm also going to say is, here's here's what we hear all the time in the media nowadays, and in the world, is just do you and celebrate you. you know. And so you see obesity that's celebrated. We're going to be showing some pictures that, let's just say, are unhealthy people, and there's some healthy people in there of what what body fat percentages you let's, should have.
0: Let me see if I can go ahead and pull those up now, ahead. if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, let's go ahead. Then maybe it's appropriate now. Okay, well, okay, let's scroll through these pictures and talk about estimating body fat visually. This is how I do it. And I, my coaches, they can do it this way too. My bodybuilding coaches, they can look at somebody and probably, I know I had one coach that could come within 0.1% wow. of, of, of your body fat. And then he'd measure you with calipers and that's how, that's how close he was. Okay. So let's look at this five. Let's look at this picture right here. This is a male. We're going to look at females in a minute. This is five to 9% body fat. This guy's Lean. This guy could probably be a bodybuilder. He could probably step on stage in the lower fives anyway and, and win some, when some shows, okay. And you're go, go to the 10 to 14% Sean. Okay. These guys, you can still, you know, you can see this guy's abs on the left. So usually with a male, you can start seeing your abs at about 10% body fat.
0: Mm.
1: Now, I'm going to say something that is very hard for most people to t- t- to to stomach. Here, every single male should always be able to see their abs. Absolutely, yeah. till the day you die. Till the day you die. And and when you when you see these these body fat scales that show that as you get into your twenties and then your thirties and then your forties, that the body fat is normal to keep keep climbing. No, it's not. It's normal because people are fat. That, that it's it's normal. That doesn't mean it's correct. It should right. happen. It's normal. It doesn't it's mean it's normal correct. for an American. It doesn't mean it should go do some research on Aborigine tribes in australia 60 year olds had 6 or 7% body fat lean and me they did not get obese until they were introduced to the western diet and the western lifestyle period For sure. these guys these guys look 25 as far as physique wise i mean
0: well, was, and and, and let's remember this too with today with men today shane it's some of them the reason they don't have abs it's not necessarily cuz they have little body fat but to have abs you have to um, develop them, which means you have to move them. You have to exercise them. So if you're sitting on the couch playing video games all day and you're not eating anything and you're still lean, um, that doesn't mean you're going to have abs. You need to develop them. Correct.
1: That is to a certain extent. Yes. Everybody's going to have rectus abdominis, just like everybody's going to have a pectoral muscle. Everybody's going to have trapezius muscles, but it does have to be developed. It absolutely has to be developed. And the only way you're going to develop abs really is by moving. And Sean's right. Riding a bike is going to develop your abs. You're just going to strictly your core. Obviously, I'm biased to weightlifting. I mean, that's my lifestyle. And that is the way to train abs. And, and I can tell you this. I don't know if I believe them or not. But there are Mr. Olympias that actually said they never actually directly did any abdominal Abdominal exercises, including Franco Columbo, but they did heavy deadlifts, they did heavy squats, they did heavy bench presses, they did all these other lifts where your core is going to have to be strengthened, and those are your abdo- abdominals. Think about so
0: when you do a tricep pull down, how much you work your core. I mean, Absolutely. so you can't lift yeah, weights,
1: right? If you're doing a tricep pull down, take two steps backwards, realize that you have to engage your engage your abs big Correct. time. Correct. Correct. So this guy in the this guy on the left, you know, obviously he's more lean. He's in the 10 to 15% body fat range. I would actually put him in about 10 or 11 probably at that, at that leanness. And then the guy on the right, this is where you're going to start seeing unhealthy. Okay. The guy on the right. And I know somebody's going to look at this picture the guy on the right. And it says male fat percentage, body fat percentage, 15 to 19. Sean, not even 20% of the population has male. Um, oh,
0: no, oh, no, mo, no, most men in America don't look like that at all. They're They're, they're way, they have way more body fat than that for sure.
1: And that is unhealthy. These are the guys, their immune systems are going to be strong. They will kick the crap out of COVID-19 when it gets to them. You don't see people like this dying from something like COVID-19. It's just rare. Go on. Okay, now we're going to start looking at 20 to 24%. You see the abs pretty much totally disappear. And you start seeing some of these guys, like the guy on the left, starts getting moobs, you know, man boobs. Yeah. And that's very common in, in today's society. Keep going. More and more body fat, 25 to 29. I would say most people are in this range. But keep going, Sean. It gets worse. I would yeah, say the majority of Americans are like this. Keep going. Probably. Keep going. keep going. A lot of Americans are in the 35 to 39. Look at this. 40% and above. Look at that gut. That's another That's another telltale sign. I know. Males, I am not picking on you. Females, we're going to talk about your bodies too. They're different, and and the male the percentages are a little bit different on what is optimal because you um, give birth, and that's why. So you need more body fat. Okay. The guy on the right here, his belly hangs over his over over his um, pants. That should never happen. That is that is not that is not healthy. No. That means, very unhealthy. That means you are obese. It means you are fat. Now, look at this poor kid on the left.
0: I mean, I want to cry. I want to cry. cry. I, I literally want to cry.
1: Because I don't blame him. I blame his parents. Yeah. I for sure. know adolescents and teens that look like this. And it is absolutely sad that yes. you're doing this to your children. I guarantee you he's probably never been tested for type two diabetes. But Sean, do you think he has high blood high blood sugars?
0: He's on his way to no, not yet. I don't think he has high blood sugars yet because he's young enough, but he has high insulin.
1: And he's so insulin resistant. He you think he already is insulin resistant for sure he's going there
0: yeah depends on how long it depends on how long it's been there now it's totally reversible he's got to change
1: his diet no i would say i don't know sean you see more people than me in healthcare. go down no go go up go up go up i want to see that fat guy again we're going to look at the females here in a minute i want to see that fat guy again scroll down sean the guy on the right he's over 40 percent how how many americans do you think look like that man um 25 to 30 percent i would think that's probably a good guess right we are not here to shame we are here to tell you how to be able to look at what is an accurate body fat and what is a healthy body fat okay if you're in the 40 percent and over you you better do something because you are a ticking time bomb period
0: and and one of the reasons we're going through these is because one of the most important things is looking in the mirror i mean
1: that's what i think on the mirror So go, Sean, go up to the, to the five to 9%, go up to to the, you know, the male that was five to 9%. So now do I have off season and pre-contest because I'm a bodybuilder? Yes. Do I compete uh, during a season and then not compete? Yes. But I can tell you this, when my abs start disappearing, I know I've been eating too much and I change my diet very quickly. I want to stay in the single digit body fat ranges all the time. All the time, period, period. A reason this is, not to. So go up a little bit because that guy's a little bit extreme because he's in the low fives or, or something. So go into the 10 to 14s. Males, we're going to we're gonna say this. You should always look something like this yep. with your body fat levels right here. Right here. That's what you should look like. And I know that looks like a gladiator nowadays, but believe me, 50 years ago,
0: All men every look like men looked like this. For sure. Yeah. Totally. Almost every. Okay, so let's go to but,
1: the women. Did you have anything to add there, Sean?
0: No, I didn't. I just think it's important to know what what a healthy weight looks like. And unfortunately, we don't um in our society, we don't show pictures like this because we're we're scared of um, right. making people um, shamed or afraid of their bodies. But the reality of it is it should motivate people. That's what I want to do. I want to educate and empower people to take charge of their own health. Um, and there's, you know, I've been there, I've been, I've been obese, I've been there and, um, believe me, I didn't want to look in the mirror and, um, you know, I changed my life and, and it's a dynamic process. You know, I, I, over the last year or so have lost, you know, 30 pounds again. So, um, you know, it's, it's a constant process. Let's go and talk about women.
1: So women, so, um, ideal body fat, percentages for women are probably in the 15 to 19% range. Now these women up here that you see, that you see their rectus abdominis or their abdominals and you see even see external obliques and maybe even some serratus anteriors in there, it is more difficult for a woman to get lean, period. And you talk to bodybuilding coaches about women getting lean and trying to compete on stage and they have to sometimes go to extreme majors that, um, uh, measures that, that men don't necessarily have to. Now here's the key and we'll look at that in a minute. For a woman, a woman should also be able to see her abdominals. Her belly shouldn't be hanging over her pants. They shouldn't. It just shouldn't, okay? That's how a woman should be lean. See abdominals like they're popping out. These women on the top probably are a little extreme. They just are, okay? Okay. Usually you don't see that, um, but I won't get into the details of it, but how they train and their supplements. Is probably a little bit different, and so on and so forth. So, and I, I personally, it says female body per- per- percentages in the ten to fourteen percent range here. I would actually put these females in the eight. I was going to say they're less than ten. Yeah, I would say they're eight yeah. to eleven. Yeah, eight to eleven. Uh, maybe nine to eleven. Okay, but go on to the fifteen to nineteen percent ones, where this is going to be ideal. Right here, women, this is ideal. I know they have a woman competing here in a misfigure competition or something. So somebody's thinking, well, that's just extreme. No, it's extreme because most women and men, I'm not knocking on males or females, are overweight nowadays. So it looks right. extreme. That it's looks not. normal. Right. It's not. It's not. But believe me, I know many women that look like that on the right, period. And you follow them around for a day and you realize what they eat and it's not much. It's not much because they don't have, because they're maybe behind a computer all day. Okay. So this is going to be optimal for women. You're still probably going to have your cycle. When you start getting below a certain body fat, your cycle stops and so on and so forth, which I don't think is necessarily good, but extreme women athletes, whether they be gymnasts or runners or basketball players, basketball players, they sometimes, they stop their cycles because their, their training mode is, is such that they're probably in a low body fat range. And basically what, What nature is telling them is, you shouldn't be having babies at this time. They
0: they don't have enough body fat to actually sustain a pregnancy.
1: Sustain life. Yeah, exactly. So go on to the next percentage, 20 to 24. So again, females should be in the 15 to 19% range. Hey, females, let me tell you this. You have something over men that men don't have that at about 15% body fat, your abdominals start showing. Men's don't get that until you're in the 10 or, or or single digit percent body fat percentages. Again, people probably look at these 25 to 29 percent um levels for these females and they think, oh wow, that looks good. That's good. And I'm not saying it doesn't because you know what? We're used to seeing obese people. So go on. It goes on. 30 to 34 percent here goes on. 30 to 35, nine. Look at that. Now let's look at the forty to forty-four. Majority of women probably look like that. Yeah, and and you know I I know it. I don't know how to say this, Sean. You're better at it than me. Again, we're not shaming people here. And some people say, well, it's not about looks. It's about health. Yeah, but looks are a way to actually monitor your health. And do I think that you should be? Do I? Here's what I'm gonna say. Yes. If you do not have a healthy mindset up here and you have some emotional issues or maybe some trauma as a child, okay, then you're going to have anorexia and bulimia, so on and so forth. You're going to have eating disorders. Men get those too. They just don't talk about it, okay? But obesity is also an eating disorder, period. You still have those same issues. You're just not addressing them. You're addressing them with food. And so, you know, you don't have to be anorexic to look like these women or these men, okay? So go on. Yeah. It just gets worse and worse. 45% and over. These are the majority. I mean, let's be honest. How many, how many women do you know that look like that?
0: Yeah. Unfortunately in healthcare with the the patients that, that access healthcare are a lot. John, Um, let's stop
1: there. Not only the patients, the nurses and doctors. Yeah, for sure.
0: I write, I write about that in my book, Sickened How the Government Ruined Healthcare and, and how to fix it. And part of it is, is that, you know, healthcare professionals have to be good role models in their own, in their own right. Do. So let's, well, and, and here's when it, you know, first of all, um, when you can, you can look at somebody and, and tell if they're have metabolic disease or if they're healthy. And I was on a podcast last week with Dr. Annette Bosworth, just a wonderful gal who, you know, has changed hundreds of thousands of lives through keto and she's written books on it. And she's, you know, I, um, saved her mom's life from cancer and all kinds. Of, it's a great story. Go back and listen to that podcast from last week or check it out on YouTube. And um, you know, she can tell by looking at somebody how healthy they are. And it is, you, you just, you get, you can get a sense to, you can get a sense of that after you've you've seen enough enough people so you don't necessarily have to measure their body fat you can just tell or measure their blood pressure or measure their cholesterol you can just tell somebody that looks healthy
1: well you know you and i've kind of talked about that before and you know the first thing a, a doctor does when you walk in and you say i'm not feeling well or whatever even you've just seen him for a routine exam oh let's check your cholesterol your blood glucose your hdls your triglycerides and test all these things the first thing you should just do is look at the guy. Look at the yeah, guy, right? Well, like, look, my, if, if they're if they're lean and you know they're training, they're eating well, because if they're lean, yeah. they're going to be, then why would you test all those numbers? And Waits we should just, we,
0: right. And and we know that 85% of all diseases can be, can be um, diagnosed with a proper history and physical. And we should just take a lesson from veterinarians. I mean, veterinarians, you know, animals can't talk back. They can't tell them when somebody's sick, but veterinarians can spot a sick, cow in a herd they can spot a sick dog singly I mean it's amazing and and I think in medicine we ought to take more lessons from them because veterinarians
1: do it all the time Dexa scan okay and Dexa scan is actually it's a it's a it's called dual it's like dual x-ray observatory. and so it's going to actually it's a it's you'll see these sometimes you'll see them in in health centers. Sometimes there'll be a van that's driving around and they'll go to gyms and whatnot. So they're not super convenient and you can't really own one yourself. It's, it's kind of prohibitively expensive, but it sends x-rays through your body. And then you can look for bone density. You can look for body fat. You can look for lean body mass. And you can probably, it, it seems like it's pretty accurate, but the biggest problem is it's very inconvenient. It, cost-wise, it doesn't cost a lot each time, but if you consider your time, it, it, it's very inconvenient. So scan, but it's, it's very, let's say, it's good to look at bone density too. And so very accurate when it comes to measuring against hydrostatic or, 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 underwater weighing. Now, another one is we talked about, um, you know, looking in the mirror and when you look in the mirror, what you're, what you're doing is, is you're looking at really subcutaneous body fat. And that means body fat only underneath the skin, which is again, it correlates to total body fat. Always? No, not always. And I'll tell you why. So for the men or the women that actually get uh, body procedures and cosmetic surgeries and liposuction, and so you get all your subcutaneous fat removed from all different body parts, tummy tucks, they call them mommy tucks, all these kind of things. I don't recommend those at all, by the way. It doesn't, that doesn't get rid of your visceral fat that's gonna be around your organs and whatnot. And so just because you might look like that, so everything we're talking about today is really, it kind of discusses subcutaneous fat, fat right underneath the skin. And that's how we're going to model and make it easy for somebody to visualize and say, yes, I'm healthier. No, I'm not. Because when you're losing weight, let's just say you're obese and you're 40% body fat or something, and you start losing weight, healthily and you, you know not from cosmetic procedures and you start losing fat you'll also lose visceral fat somebody who just goes and immediately gets a, a tummy tuck or or gets a cosmetic procedure of liposuction you don't lose that visceral fat that means you still have the negative side effects of possible metabolic disorders and you're going to see long-term consequences from that fat still in your body because you haven't changed your your, your, your habits Okay, And so DEXA scan is one way. Calipers, so when we're talking about subcontinuous fat, calipers. Sean, do you have that caliper with you?
0: This is a, a caliper. Can
1: you pinch it and. for us? Yeah. So what you do with that, and there's a way that comes with instructions. These cost about $6. I have a couple of them just because I measure my body fat once in a while just for, for kicks and giggles. And so you just take that, and you – for men, you usually put it on your chest, your thigh, and your waist, and you just – pinch, you know, um, your body fat that's subcutaneous. Okay. See that. And it's going to measure in millimeters how thick that skin is or how thick that fat is. And so, and then you can do a calculation and you put it in a, in an equation and say, Oh, I'm 6% body fat or 8% body fat, whatever it is. So those can be, that's all subcutaneous, which is, which is the body fat that I am concerned about looks wise and physique wise, because you know, I, I, tend to be a, um, a competing bodybuilding once in a while. I'm not painted with that brush fully, but I do it for kicks and giggles as well. And so, but a good way to do that, if you can take your hand and you can grab body fat, grab body fat around your waist, you're obese. You know, the old days, and I don't know if my dad came up with this or if there was some advertisement or something, but he said, pinch an inch. And, you know, if you can pinch more than an inch on your around your waist, you're obese. You absolutely are obese. I mean, that's just, that's bottom line. I, the, the, You know, I think the media and advertisements stopped talking about that because I think they celebrate obesity now. So they just go with it. And here's a pill. We'll carry it. We'll carry your metabolic disorder. Here's a pill. You don't have to lose weight. So remember the number one, Sean, what's the percentage wise? When you see somebody who's obese that high, has high blood pressure, um, pre-diabetic or diabetes, and even on insulin, um, they have heart disease. What what else can they have that they're they have they're taking medicine for? Erectile dysfunction, if well, you're obese, what apnea uh,
0: pain, I mean uh, you know, knee pain, knee surgeries, all that kind of stuff can be due to can be um due to obesity.
1: So and you you've directly dealt with these patients, what happens when they lose weight? Do all does all that go away?
0: Absolutely. Many times it reverses most of those diseases are lifestyle diseases and it will reverse, correct?
1: So that could keep them from getting knee surgery or hip surgery, correct?
0: Absolutely. Dr. Sean Baker, who he, we had on our podcast last year, is an orthopedic surgeon, and he said 70% of orthopedic surgeries can be prevented if people will change their lifestyle.
1: 70%?
0: That's a compelling number,
1: 70%. That's our healthcare dollar at work. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. So so, so California- the thing I
0: like about sub-Q body measuring sub-Q body fat is yeah. is it's what is seen. That's good yeah. and bad. Um, if you want to look in a mirror, sub-Q body fat is pretty important because that's what's seen. So, but it doesn't check the visceral fat, which is probably the most important that kills us
1: possibly. We talked about that a little bit, Sean. I don't know if you could hear us or not, but we talked about that. And especially if you're getting liposuction or cosmetic procedures to remove body fat, it doesn't mean you've removed the visceral fat, visceral fat. So it doesn't mean your metabolic disorders are definitely necessarily gone. So people that get extreme, what we're talking about here and and health and metabolic disorders and body fat, if you've had liposuction, throw that out the window, you you may or may not be healthy, especially if you didn't change your lifestyle. And so, but sub-Q fat again is in general correlated to total body fat. And so again, it's like looking in the mirror, right? And so another easy way is this, and- This is a really good way. I saw this paper the other day, and I think Sean pointed out on social media too. But if your height should be twice, at least twice, the amount of the circumference of your waist.
0: Right. So if you're 66 inches, which I'm 67 inches, I guess, 67 inches, your waist should be no more than 33 and a half inches. Correct. Right. And I, I like that one as opposed to BMI. So let's talk about that versus BMI. Yeah. BMI well, is a height to weight one. ratio.
1: And, and the majority of people fail that. There's also been some other people that say, if, you're, if your waist as a male is more than than a 40, you're obese. If your waist as a female is more than, I think it's 33 or 34, you're obese. It's just in For, general. 40,
0: those 40 dude. 40 is way too high. I mean that just depends on what size you are.
1: <laughs> well, it, I mean, it, if it, I had a forty-inch
0: uh, waist, I mean I am morbidly obese, in my opinion.
1: Again, Sean, it's our healthcare system that wants people to just be thirty percent body fat because they're yeah. forty or fifty now. I mean, let's be honest, and I, I agree. I think that's way too too big as well. But um, so what what was the other one you were going to talk about?
0: The other body fat measuring?
1: I don't know. You you were saying something.
0: Um. Well, the skin caliper test I like because it measures sub-Q fat. Let, let's go back to, let's go back to the machines you're talking about, electrical impedance machines. Okay. Now, I want to just make a comment on those because here's here's again, if you start, it, it's like a scale. It's like weighing yourself on a scale. It doesn't matter what the number starts at. It, it, and the number is relative. I I don't care. Just put any number down. It, it, you know, 150 pounds, 300 pounds. It does not matter. It just matters that you progress from that number so that you know the number keeps going down so my personal experience with the tanita body fat machine and i will tell you that i've i've watched a podcast that compared it to a dexa scan i think that the the tanita body fat measuring machine the iron man model i've used it with relatively good results yes it can vary depending on what you drink that day but you know what the dunk tank could matter what you drink that day too so um there's no perfect way to measure your body fat remember so i like the tanita iron man model um especially for athletes because it will overestimate your body fat if you're an athlete if you don't use the iron man model and put it in athlete mode that and alone that yeah. alone tells you that it's not a perfect system or they wouldn't have to redo that calculation i mean right. if they, you think about that right mode.
1: right but they have um, the Tanita
0: factors right the Tanita body fat monitors um body fat and it closely resembles a Dexa can i've seen some comparisons to it so
1: and you know the, the 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 scales and some of the probably inexpensive ones that ones i've used at the gym that hundreds of people touch and probably break and so on and so forth they don't seem to be accurate but it's probably because it's not a good model or brand and so it, it you know it obviously quality matters and so um it, it just hasn't worked for me but i've never used the exact model that you're talking about which may be a much better model and much more accurate and much more rugged in, in, in his testing methods and just in its measuring methods so I, that's that's good to know there's there's another one uh, let's see waist to hip ratio and i this is, this is actually a good one here first of all your your waist if you're a female or a male should not be bigger than your hips period and you measure you don't measure your, your waist under your belly button and under that big belly of yours, no, you measure it around your belly button, right? Okay. And that's where the fat is. So just cause you wear your pants underneath your belly doesn't mean that's where your waist is at, right? your pants should actually go up on your waist, not on your hips. Okay. But you're so for a, for a female, that ratio, your, your, your hip should be, your, your waist should be about 90% or less of your, of your waist. Okay. for a male 85 percent or less of your of your 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 waist so you again your waist should be smaller than your hips at least 90 to 80 85 percent of the size of your of your of your hips and so um it should be harder to get your pants on over
0: your hips than it is your belly yeah and that's <laughs>
1: right <laughs> and that's how my pants are my pants never fit my waist but I can't if I don't get pants that are two inches Sometimes three inches bigger than my waist, I can't get them over my thighs. Right, so that's what I have to deal with, and so, and that's just typical of somebody who lifts a lot of weights. And so, so anyway, but that's but they stay on because they stay on my hips, and so. And people with, I have a big butt, okay? I do because I squat, I lift weights and my- It's called,
0: my- it's called gluteus maximus. It's called gluteus <laughs>
1: exactly. because you train your glutes. <laughs> right, exactly. And so uh, I don't have a problem with my with my pants falling, falling down. And so, but that's another good one too. There's other ways to measure as well. You can do m- body fat. Of course, you can use CAT scans and MRIs. Obviously, very incredibly expensive- cost prohibitive, uh, pain in the rear, not convenient. Yeah. Probably very accurate. Probably, you know, I don't know the calculations they use and I haven't seen them compared to underwater wane or, 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 uh, hydrostatic wane or anything, uh, hydrostatic wane or Dexa scan or anything, but probably fa- fairly accurate. Those are some other methods. I think we've already talked about six or seven. Yeah.
0: Well, let's talk about Dexa scan. We, we okay. specifically have a gal that's watching that wants to talk about DEXA scan. And um, thank you for watching, by the way. And um, we're not going to get into the details of your report, but I will get to that later for you it w- That now that you're watching. So, But let's talk about DEXA scan in general, Shane, and how it works and what it measures.
1: So it's dual energy X-ray absorptometry. So that's just a absorptometry means they're, they're measuring light and the absorption of light and then... Measure is meter, you know, metry. And um, absorbed is is basically how it's going to absorb light. Or or any kind of a photon. And an X-ray is a photon. It's just an extreme photon. We can't see it. <laughs> right. Excited. It's and, excited. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so it, it, anyway, and so that's what we're measuring is dual energy X-ray, X-ray observatory. Um, and these are these vans that drive around. You'll see them in scan van. They go to gyms. They go to health locations, sometimes like a GNC store or something. I think some GNCs have Dexascan machines, probably in the larger metropolitan areas. Again, they're very accurate. They measure your lean body mass. They measure your bone density. They measure your fat. They can measure all those things based upon sending these x-rays through your body. And um, so very accurate, not convenient, a little bit expensive. You can't do them all the time. You know, I mean, because they're not convenient and they're expensive. Whereas like calipers and the mirror check, you can do every single day, you know. And the thing with calipers is when you do it yourself, there's some error involved there, um, especially when you do it yourself instead of having somebody else do it. Because you're you're looking to pinch inches and you got to, it's a, you kind of need three hands almost to do it. And so <laughs> then you're pinching thighs and measuring and looking and, and so so, but Dexascan is a, is a really good one. It's a really popular one now for especially, you know, people that go to the gym a lot or athletes. And so I think it's a really, really good method.
0: All right. So it looks like we kind of wrapped up, um, you know, the methods of, of majoring body fat. We obviously haven't got to all of them. You were talking about how many there are at the first of the show, but I think that we've, we've hit a majority of them and talked about the advantages and disadvantages. So anybody that's listening or watching, you know, please comment, uh, please let us know if you'd like the more information on it. And Shane, speaking of that, um, what's the best way to get a hold of you if, if people have questions?
1: Well, certainly you can go to my website at drsneedham.com. You can certainly go um, go there and check out, you know, I, I also have a podcast. I'm also doing a lot of different things now, starting some other businesses and whatnot, Needham Scientific, but that's the way to, somebody can get in touch with me. Go to my website, drsneedham.com. Certainly send me an email if you have any questions. I'd be glad to answer them. And I would, I, I love this. I, I, you know, I, I love nutrition. I want to make, I want to help people as a coach. You know, I, I like to help people. I can see them succeed. I want to help people. And some of the, the, this is, this is a difficult topic. I, I, I like talking about obesity and body fat and, and fat and an unhealthy population. You know why I do? And I think Sean is the same way is because nobody else does. Very few people do. Very few people do, and it's very important to, to me. So I'm passionate about it, about helping people and making sure that they stay in optimal physical physical health. So Well, and I think the
0: reason I, I talk, talk about it, it's not, like you said, you already said it's not to shame people. I talk about it because I love people, and I yeah. want people to live an optimal life, a healthy life. And right. um, I've been there in the healthcare system myself, and I've seen lots of patients who have died miserably because they were not optimal health, and part of it was their uh, obesity. So... All my, my goal of this whole podcast is to educate and empower people to take care of their own health, and that's possible. And I think we've met the goal today, Shane, so thank you for doing that.
1: Oh, you're welcome. And I think as a, as a coach, I've learned – as a coach and as a parent, you learn this. Because a parent at a certain age to their kids is going to be a, like a coach. Is Sometimes you have to tell them difficult things that are going to not make them happy, right. and, it, and it helps them do difficult things. And I've seen with my my teenage boys – Yeah, we have difficult conversations and they're not always happy with me, but I'm not their friend, I'm their parent. And I I think probably Sean in the fifties and sixties, you probably know this history. Doctors would tell people when they were unhealthy, they would say, You're overweight, you gotta change your diet, you gotta do this, you gotta do this. I don't know if they do that anymore because they'd either lose the patient or the patient would get upset. Oh well. So anyway, I'd love to have
0: I mean I I prefer honesty. I mean, that's what I prefer. And I think in healthcare, we need to start, we need to start doing that for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's been a pleasure and an honor. Thanks for the privilege to talk about body fat, the ways to measure it. And I certainly hope that we have empowered and educated people today.
0: All right. I think we have. Thank you so much for being on, brother. Love you. Yeah.
1: Love you too. Bye. All right. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening in to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Tune in Monday, 12, to 1 um pacific standard time you do not want to miss the episode and next week we will have uh thursday we will have dr elizabeth elite is going to be talking about covid19 vaccine and how it affects ovaries you guys have probably heard about how it affects reproduction so you don't want to miss out on that she is a a, a, a worldwide expert on covid so tune into that you've been listening to health solutions with sean and janet needham thank you <music>